0: This is the San Francisco Francisco Dam Dam Zone. Zone. San Francisco Dam is a solo, psychodramatic, performance, art, storytelling, podcasting platform.
1: Hey everybody, this is San Francisco Dam, your daily collection podcast from downtown San Francisco, the east side called The Tenderloin. I call it San Francisco's very own Little Hell's Kitchen. I am Dee, Dee LaFrac. How are you doing today? Coming to you late, but it's still Tuesday, December 29th, 2020. Hey, sweethearts. Hey, everybody, all around the world, 35 countries. Welcome to my friends, family. I appreciate you being here. Well, I am talking today, your short-ish, truth bomb, storytelling style. I am... Sharing with you some bohemian holiday traditions, things that I have done in the past and would do pretty much yearly in San Francisco to celebrate the holidays. And unfortunately, we are still under draconian COVID 19 lockup rule, I roll and gag. Considering, sweethearts, now if this is your first time, listening, thank you. You will find that I speak frankly, but I am not a vulgar woman. You will not hear the N word, the H word, nor the B word. And I am a black woman biologically born without a penis. So let's get started. And I'll tell you how I have celebrated the holidays here in San Francisco as a sexist womanist bohemian. San Francisco damn daily truth bombs
0: be Pamby permission necessary.
1: I love to dance and walk. I think I like walking better than dancing. I'm I'm a free form new wave dancer. I don't really do like choreographed TikTok dancing. I do my own little dancing and I'm proud of it. So um the holidays between Thanksgiving and New Year's, myself and in the past, the late great Richard Lafrac, Rest in Peace, my second husband, my soulmate best friend, arts co-producer, he would come along with me too, and sometimes I would do this alone. Mainly, for dinner, we would go to John's Grill, the legendary restaurant that was mentioned in the book, The Maltese Falcon, written by Dashiell Hammett, John's Grill. It is on Ellis at Powell Street. Typically wintertime it would be bustling this is a old school white tablecloth restaurant it has three stories it is definitely old school san francisco with photos of celebrities lining the wall delicious food it's very clubby so we would eat there johns grill and you would be able to hear the cable cars going to and fro on powell street because johns grill is closer to powell Uh, on Ellis. But unfortunately, the cable cars are taken off because of COVID. I roll. Somebody just really wants to destroy the flavor of San Francisco. And they've done a real good job. And another restaurant we would go to, one that I really enjoy. And they are, by the way, people, we can only do takeout in san francisco restaurants we cannot eat indoors we cannot eat outdoors i know this is like some really looney tunes stuff we would go to a restaurant called tommy's joint that is on Geary at van ness like a like a a cafeteria style half brow uh lots of meat carved meat potatoes uh salads Cheap drinks, tourists, everybody in San Francisco would go there. Some snobs, kind of distant. I loved Tommy's Joint, so we would go there to eat. And another restaurant that I would always go to for the holidays is Turtle Tower Vietnamese food on Larkin, on the 600 block of Larkin. I love my Vietnamese food. I eat used chopsticks like a pro. I eat Popcorn and potato chips with chopsticks. So the three restaurants I would go to would be John's Grill on Ellis. Delicious food would have a steak. Sometimes the surf and turf. And then Tommy's Joint, I love anything like with meat, potatoes, gravy, yum, yum. Reasonably priced, too. I mean, you could get a glass of wine at Tommy's Joint for like three or four bucks. For San Francisco, that's almost like unbelievable. And unfortunately, they are closed. I don't know if they're going to reopen. And then at Turtle Tower, I love my flaga or my fata uh, it's called pho, not pho, big bowl of noodle soup, delicious food. So that is the food and the restaurants that myself and Richard will be going to over the Christmas holidays.
0: This is sexist, womanist, bohemian excellence.
1: It's the San Francisco Dam Zone
0: with Dee Dee Lafrak.
1: Now for dancing. I do love Busting a Move. I was a Motown baby. My parents, before they divorced, they played a lot of blues, and then when my parents divorced, my mother kept playing the blues, and she also played a lot of Carole King. You guys know that Carole King album, Tapestry? All the divorced moms would be playing that album. My goodness. So um, I turned into a new wave teenager and ended up coming out to San Francisco, so the music I like, I like the blues, I like Motown, I like new wave, but I like all music, classical country drums and bass, ambient, I like everything except uh, uh, slurs in the music, I'm over, I'm over like inward rap, I was around when rap started, it was a family-friendly music, grandparents and children, everybody would go roller skating, they'd play rap, but now it's just like inward, 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 yuck, <coughs> excuse me, all right, so, dancing, we would go to... The Saloon. Now, the Saloon is my favorite bar in San Francisco. It is on Grant, the thirteen hundred block in North Beach, which is my favorite neighborhood. But I couldn't live in North Beach because it's a little chilly. I love, absolutely love, going dancing. To the Saloon is like a funky bar, the oldest bar in San Francisco. And you could tell it was built in like the eighteen uh, hundreds, like totally old. Was it built in the nineteen hundreds? Nineteen hundreds, totally old. Live music, blues, just great, great, great. In fact, that is like the main place I would go. Oh, let me clear my throat. One moment.
0: We're allergic to free-range, hyper-allergic control freaks. It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi LaFrac.
1: Uh, We would go dancing at the Cat Club. New Wave Dancing, that's on Folsom at 8. New Wave Night will be Thursday night. Get my groove on. I love my music. I love my my New Wave, my Gary Newman, Talking Heads, Grace Jones, Devo, Duran Duran, Laurie Anderson, B-52s. Uh, I just love New Wave music. I could dance to it all night, so we would go there. And then I said the saloon, and those are the main two places that I made sure, oh, everybody. I would go to this fabulous gay bar. Richard sat that one out. It was called the Gangway on the 800 block of Larkin. It It was the oldest gay bar in San Francisco, and they closed, and now it's called Kung Fu Laundromat. I went in there. I'll have to review that another time, but... I would go there for their Christmas party. They had a best jukebox. It was like a gay bar and everyone's welcome. They'd be playing disco hits and there would always be a spread of food because everybody who knows like a, a neighborhood dive gay bar, they are friendly as houses, the most friendly people. Everybody was welcome. They wouldn't look you up and down and roll their eyes like, who she thinks she is? They'd say, hey, honey. And it was um, Andy and Luis, the bartenders. There were others, but those are the two I remember in particular. And they would would string up all these beautiful lights. Uh, The disco music would be playing. Delicious food, free food, drinks super cheap. I would take all my girlfriends in there. Uh, Richard would go in there. But, he, you know, he... uh, He wasn't that big on partying. He used to do a lot of partying when he was traveling the world as a legendary laser light guy. He used to travel with Cool and the Gang. Uh, He worked with Lou Reed. He worked with The Who, the band The Who. He lived in England, so he was kind of burnt out on partying. And I loved going to the Gangway. I love a gay dive bar so much, and I miss it. So the Gangway... The saloon and the cat club is I would make sure to go to those places during my Bohemian holiday travels in the city.
0: It's the San Francisco Dam Zone with Didi LeBrac.
1: And I would always dress and have on a LED, a light emitting diode. Either I had on an LED ring. Earring, necklace, something bright and sparkly. I wear my signature pink color, either on my pink beret hat or something bright and feminine colors. Always dressing feminine. You won't catch me wearing pants. I wear leggings. I don't wear pants. I like expressing my femininity. Um, And personally, when things were open, it was safe. And this this is what I do every holiday by myself. I'd leave the house. I'd go through Union Square, which is downtown. I'd take Grant. I'd go through Chinatown and pick up some gifts. Love Chinatown on Grant Street, and then make a left turn on um, Jack Kerouac Alley, and then I'd hit Vesuvio's. Go across the street to Specs. This is right at um, Columbus and Broadway. Then I'd, of course, end up going to the saloon again by myself. That would I would do that every year, and also I would. Uh, Take, walk up California and then make a left on Mason and go to the Fairmont Hotel, big majestic hotel. And they had this gigantic big Christmas tree and meet friends there and have drinks and then walk around Knob Hill. There used to be a swing at Huntington Park, they got rid of that. And across the street is the majestic Grace Cathedral. There was so much fun, arts, love, and culture going around in the holidays in San Francisco. And I, I'm very fortunate I got to experience that because I... If it's going to come around again, it's going to take years for San Francisco to recover. I have to tell everybody listening for the first time, I'm sharing with you these stories of nostalgia, golden years, because San Francisco is in flux. We've got a a mayor who's not doing the right thing, a district supervisor of the Tenderloin. He's not doing the right thing. There was just a... um, fox tv people people diss fox news but they are the main news channel that is demystifying san francisco for the world they they were talking about the parklets because i'll make this quick i've got to um close the show we um used to have outdoor dining the draconian hefa mayor yes i called her Heffa. that's old school black slang either a compliment or an insult she did this push-me-pull-me. First they closed uh, indoor dining. Then we could do takeout. Then we could eat outdoors. And restaurants would build little parklets. And then they'd say, okay, we're going to reimburse you $5,000 if you build this outdoor parklet. Because people can't eat inside because of COVID. Yeah, I know. Eye roll. Great way to decimate an economy, right? All right. So then what happened is.
0: Thank you for listening to San Francisco Dam with Didi LaFracke. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Anchor App, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found.
1: And what happened is, of course, is the sacred cows and the cash cows of San Francisco. And again, if this is your first time listening, I'm keeping it real. The junkies have taken over the parklet. A junkie is a Merriam-Webster dictionary definition for a severe narcotics addict. San Francisco has a junkie apocalypse and shelter in place. They basically close homeless shelters, everybody. We only have about 2,000 junkies being housed by the city. The other 8,000 are maybe living in tents. If not, some of them are just living raw on uh, cardboard, on concrete. I woke up early this morning at 5.33. Uh, It was cold. I had a, I know, misty moment. I, um... It was cold. I picked up another blanket and put the blanket on and I just thought, wow, what if one of my pets was outside in this weather? If it was 44 degrees. I looked at the phone. I screenshot that. And I said, what if my pet was um, living on concrete or in a tent? This is a pet with fur. And I got teary and I started crying, thinking about they're actual people because personally, I don't like junkies. They're rude to me. They're destructive. I see them as demonic. This is me, how they behave. They don't need to be allowed to live on the streets. The point I'm making is the city has allowed the junkies to destroy the parklets, and Fox News covered that. They covered the phenomenon of San Francisco has just closed outdoor dining while all of these great restaurant owners built the parklets, and the junkies are taking over the parklets. And what do junkies do? These people... Basically, San Francisco is used as an um, open-air homeless shelter. San Francisco is an open-air lunatic asylum, all right? We've got a junkie apocalypse. There are many antisocial behaviors. So Fox News demystified San Francisco today, and I say bravo to them, and I really feel sorry for restaurant owners. Uh, we had uh, 4,000 restaurants. That's uh, one restaurant for every 20 citizens. Now, I think we've lost maybe 60% of them. And, you know, at the end of this year, the beginning of the next year, we probably will only have about 30% of the restaurants that we have. So, the foodie culture in San Francisco is over. Uh, the uh, sacred cows are the junkies. The narcotics addicts so running around tearing things up. We've got a drug-dealing apocalyptic slum in the Tenderloin. Yes, we do, people. If I'm making any of this up, my name is Brittany Spears, and again, I appreciate you listening. This is a psychodramatic storytelling convention-a-thon. I love you. <laughs> Guess what? I'm Dee Dee Lefrac. I trust my vibe. San Francisco Dam.